Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like, isn't a corn dog just a meat Twinkie? <laughs> Hi, America. No. Hello. No, well. it isn't. Come on, admit it. You've all had tongue sex with a Twinkie at least once, right? <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> My name is Adrian Lee. I'm your host, and I feel you're getting to know us a whole lot better. <laughs> Welcome to the show, More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk, radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall, whatever my mother listened to. Picks and pulls on her unconscious mind and she snores that very song. Let's have a listen. <laughs> Yes, indeed. This is the dawning of the age of your <laughs> hairy ass. <laughs> so snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show, so let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and Vesson Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society, and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She is also a producer and sound engineer. Heather realised this week that every single corpse on Mount Everest was once a highly motivated person. Stay lazy, my friends. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Welcome to the show, Heather. Hello. I also wish to introduce... The Mad and Crazy! Michelle Corrie. She was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle snores so loud that it scares everyone in the car she's driving. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Michelle. 
Thank you. They are mad, they're bad, and they're paranormal. This is Season 3, Episode 31. So, as always, we start in the first round that we call Lack of General Knowledge, accompanied by the mountaineering gong of infinite knowledge. Stand back, girls. That signals our first round with the infinite gong of knowledge, with the crampons Mm -mm. of facts and the ice axe of statistics. Crampons? (laughs) Apparently. Sounds painful. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry, I've got a touch of the crampons. You're going to have to put a bit of cream on that. Can I call into work with that? Mountains aren't just funny, they are hill areas. Today. No. Mm -mm. No. It's windy up on top of those mountains. Yeah. In 1849, Russian psychologist Ivan Pavlov was actually born, famous of course, for the Pavlov's dog experiment in conditioning. Absolutely ridiculous, of course, that you could have a stimulus and response action to just a bell ringing. (laughs) Pavlov's science teacher at university was a gentleman called Dmitry Mendeleev. Your first question this evening, if you wish to embrace the slippery beast, that is the points. What did Dmitry Mendeleev invent that is still used today in the world of science? Miss Morris... Ivan Pavlov, happy birthday, sir, Russian psychologist, uh-huh. had a very, very famous chemistry teacher. He invented something that is still used today, that is important in the world of science. Let your imagination run wild, regardless of the bells, the buzzers, and the dogs slobbering in the background. What did you think? Dmitry Mendeleev. Those little psychic cards. The ESP <laughs> Zena cards. Yeah. That's a really good guess. That's probably the most sensible answer you've ever given on this show. I doubt it, but go on. (laughs) 100% wrong, but a really good guess. Michelle, what do you think his chemistry teacher invented? The box that they keep Schrodinger's cat in. Well, no one's ever opened it. (laughs) That, again, is also a very good guess. Chad, our resident psychologist, this should be right up your street. You should be answering all these questions to the best of your ability. What did Dmitry Mendeleev invent? He was Pavlov's chemistry teacher when he was at university. Dmitry Mendeleev uh, organized the periodic table. You have won a serious amount of points, sir. What? He invented... No one likes a smart ass, do they? He invented... The periodic table. That's not too shabby for your chemistry teacher, is it? Wow. Nice, Jed. I only tell science jokes periodically. (laughs) I'm sorry, all the good ones are gone. gone. (laughs) Your mother's so ugly, not even fluorine would bond with her. Chad, you have yourself a hefty, (laughs) fabulous two isotopic points to start tonight's quiz. Pavlov was very poor. In fact, he didn't get paid very well working in his laboratory. Biscuits? He had to sleep. On sofas. He left his wife and kids temporarily for all the right reasons to sleep on sofas and to sleep in his laboratory because he wasn't paid very much. So he created biscuits. Where where did that come from? From the dogs he was helping. Oh, Pavlov's dog biscuits. (laughs) Yes. I like the sound of that. (laughs) Why has no one invented this? This is a joy. Pavlov's biscuits. (laughs) That's fantastic. I'm salivating as we speak. Who wouldn't want Pavlov's biscuits? He was so poor. He created a homemade remedy for indigestion that he sold all over Europe, France and Germany. Very successful. I just need to know what secret ingredient was in Pavlov's indigestion 
Elixir. What are you saying, Miss Epicac. What's that? I don't know. Makes you throw up. Oh, you're making up words. That's why it's difficult for me to it's understand. It's epicac. <laughs> it's not a made-up thing. Why it's would cack. you want to take epicac. that? Epicac. Epicac. It sounds Native American to me. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this is an elixir you take, and it makes you bring your... Dinner up. Why would you want that? To make your tummy feel better. I see. Kill or cure in Russia, isn't it? If you've got indigestion, bring it all up. We'll slit your throat. All's good in the world. Yeah. You're going with Native American remedies. It's not Native American. It's epicac. I'll take your word for that. I'm obviously culturally redundant in this area. Michelle, what did he put into his elixir for indigestion that he sold all over the world? Cocaine. Cocaine. Again, what scientists didn't meddle with that at the turn of the last century? Any thoughts on that, Chad? Any ideas? Is it baking soda? It wasn't baking soda. It was, in fact, canine gastric juices. So he filled little bottles with canine gastric juices. I'm guessing he had a plentiful supply (laughs) and it got sent... All over the world. See? And cocaine. See, and yeah, cocaine. It was epic. <laughs> We've all got points. Hurrah! I accidentally went grocery shopping this week on an empty stomach, and I am now the pro donor of aisle five. Mm. Right. Been yeah. there. What was the first thing to happen to Pavlov when he arrived in New York in 1923? That's all you need to do to get the points this evening. He arrives in New York, 1923. The very single first thing that happened to Mr. Pavlov was... He had a ticker tape parade. He had a ticker tape parade. Because those psychologists were like rock stars back in the day. Yeah. Freud released an album. Lang was in GQ magazine. Yeah. Jung had a celebrity TV show. Why not? Psychiatrists are us. This is true. He had a ticker tape parade through New York as soon as he arrived. Or he got a pack of dogs. He got a pack of dogs. (laughs) Like Caesar. (laughs) He rolled up. At the airport, at the harbour, let me go find a pack of dogs. Yeah. I would imagine there were a lot of wild dogs running around New York during that period of history, mm-hmm. I might add. Michelle, what was the very first thing that happened to Pavlov when he arrived in New York in 1923? He got mugged. He got mugged. Welcome to America. <laughs> yep. Hand over your money. No one gets hurt. Yep. Chad, what are you going to go with? Uh, went to Times Square and they rung a bunch of bells. He didn't <laughs> ring a bunch of bells in Times Square, but that's a very good answer. Michelle, you have won the points. He was Woo! mugged and robbed a Grand Central <laughs> nice. Station. Yep. Oh, they no. stole all his possessions, all of his money. Welcome <laughs> to America. Was it by a pack of dogs? Yes, it was a delinquent pack of dogs. <laughs> they stole his money, went straight to the liquor shop. They're now on street corners, clicking their fingers and yeah. singing show tunes. Shanky. Walter Koenig, the actor who plays Chekhov in Star Trek, was also born today in Chicago, Illinois, Ooh. in 1936. Can you believe that? Obviously, That's in Star so Trek, long ago. he plays the young kind of Beatles haircut. 1936. Where's my life going? It. It's disappearing through my fingers like grains of sand, I tell you. Yeah. So, for the very first mm. time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that strange, bizarre... And fascinating facts about Star Trek. Oh, I like this show. I love this show. I love it too. Psychiatry to Star Trek in one leap. What's there not to like? Something for everybody. It's a giant step for mankind. eh? It's a very giant step for mankind. (laughs) What color was Mr. Spock's skin originally meant to be? Shout out a color, win some points. You can get a goldfish as well. Green. Michelle's going with green. What are you going to go with? I'm going blue. We've gone green, we've gone blue, we've gone yellow. It was, in fact, red. When I said there was points available, 
was. Nobody grasped because he's a Vulcan. He yeah, was Venus originally red. But when it was filmed in black and white, and most people had black and white sets back in the day. It looked black. He looked too dark. Yeah, that's yeah. what happened. So he was originally <laughs> red, but on black and white television, he came up too dark. And then they changed that is where we are. Uh, but it was, in uh, fact, red. Ridiculous. One moment, Captain Sensors have detected Pokemon nearby. It was never said on Star Trek. Ew. Now, in 1982, Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan went down in cinema history for featuring a scene with what for the first time in the history of cinema. It's 1982. Appropriate dialogue. Appropriate dialogue in a oh. film. This is Star Trek. Do with bear that in mind. Acting. Actually, to be fair, the Rafa Khan's probably the best film in that series. That was actually a decent film, if my memory serves me right. But in that uh. film, it broke cinema history for the very first time. It's when Kirk kissed O'Hara. In Wrath of Khan, I think he did that back in the 60s. But well, he did it again. So that's the first kiss. He got the second chocolate kiss. Ooh. In 1982. <laughs> yes. You're going with that, are you? Somebody kissed the whale? Somebody kissed a whale? <laughs> or was that what a different film are you watching? <laughs> Have you dropped acid tonight and I wasn't invited? What's taking place? She's over there injecting a heron. <laughs> Michelle, <laughs> Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, 1982, broke cinema history for a scene which featured for the very first time what? Interracial loving. Uh, into what? Like, interracial loving. Oh, an alien and a human. Getting it together. Doing it. Loving. Wait a second. She couldn't say it. I did. I win the points. What if it helps you're both wrong? Uh, whatever. Uh, Chad, not. do you want to jump in and steal some points and make this a decent quiz show? Or are you floundering on the edges of space without a Floundering? That should be a clue. It's about a whale. How about CGI? Oh, <gasps> this man is on fire. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to give you three points just for rescuing this show from the mire <laughs> that it has become. Thank God Chad's here. It was the first entirely computer-generated sequence in the history of cinema when they were demonstrating the effects of the Genesis device Ooh. on a barren planet. Did things come together? We have been oh. plagued with cheap crap CGI ever since. By the way, let me just yeah. put this out there. This may be a sign that I'm getting old. And yeah. we're all of a similar age around this table. Not really, but go on. <laughs> so, what I would like to emphasize, if you looked at the top 20 of any week for the 1980s in the charts, I bet you would know every single song in the top 20. You would sing them and you're thinking to yourself, how did Billy Idol's Rebel Yell only get to number eight? I mean, there's songs in there. Yeah. You would know them all. Let me just tell you, that week... The open, so Star Trek the Two, The Wrath of Khan, okay, 1982, on. opened that week. Uh -huh. I'm going to tell you the other films that also opened that week to show you how terrible cinema has now become. Okay. okay. We've got E.T. was released <gasps> oh that week. Oh. Blade Runner. <gasps> yeah. Poltergeist. Jeez. Okay. And The Thing were all released oh, all with the Wrath of Khan in the same week. In the same week in 1982. You couldn't get wow. that many in one year now. I understand that. Either the quality of oh. cinema has gone downhill or we're all getting old. No, it's the Please quality. write in and tell us which one it is. Quality. Points are being spread liberally between Chad and Michelle. Huh. <laughs> what? Gene Roddenberry, the creator of Star Trek, once survived what disastrous event? And I'll give you a clue. He received two broken ribs. A shuttle crash. 
He had a oh. shuttle crash. <laughs> You think that's right, G? You're going with that, are you? He survived a shuttle crash. What, a space shuttle or a Star Trek shuttle? Something to do with shooting a rocket in space and it came down and might have hit him. Wow. So you're getting firework accidents? Kinda, yeah. Lots of people get injured and killed with firework accidents every single year, of course. They are explosives. Obscure, but yeah. There you go. July the 4th has come and gone. Thoughts of it still linger. I held a firework in my hand. (laughs) Has anyone seen my finger? Michelle, what disastrous event betook Gene Roddenberry? He received two broken ribs. What happened to him? He was in an earthquake. He was in an earthquake. That's a sensible and fabulous answer, Miss Morris. I hope you're paying attention. No. Chad, (laughs) you're on fire tonight. You've either read a lot about Star Trek or you've been cheating or you're psychic. What are we going to go with? Did a set fall on him? No, he actually survived a plane crash, would you believe? See, I win! He was the third officer in Pan Am Flight 121. It crashed in the Syrian desert in 1947. Fifteen people were killed. The pilot was killed. The first officer was killed. And he was the highest ranking officer on board. I win! He actually went back into the burning fuselage to retrieve people that were injured. And he broke two ribs. If you want to look it up, go onto Wikipedia. I win. Search for Pan Am Flight 121. And everything is there for you. You do not win. You said a firework accident. No, I said space shuttle. I said something like that. Yeah, I win. This was a twin prop Pan Am flight over the Syrian desert in 1940s. That's close enough to fireworks and space shuttles, is it? Yes. Would it keep you quiet if I gave you points? Yes. I'll give you a half. Miss Morris is on half a point (laughs) for getting some of the same syllables and vowels in that sentence. Thought process. Let's go with that. I'm not afraid of flying. I'm afraid of suddenly not flying. We're still on the theme of Star Trek. James Doohan, Scotty, Mm. on Star Trek, was shot how many times when storming Juno Beach on the D-Day landings of the Second World War, the nearest person to the right number, Will seven. win the points. Miss Morris says that Scotty was shot seven times. Or three. On the beaches <laughs> of the D-Day landings. Why am I here? Beam me up, Scotty. You're going with seven or three. What What are we going with? Pick one. Both. Okay. Michelle, you have That's every ten. number left except the numbers <laughs> three and seven, apparently. Four and nine. Why did you just go four and eight? (laughs) Help me. Chad, pick a number. I got two and five, if that's the way we're doing it. (sighs) It was six. (laughs) Under the rules first stated at the beginning of the question, Chad... And Heather both received two points each. Heather is on two and a half. Chad's now on a very resplendent five. Scotty from Star Trek. James Doohan was shot six times storming the beaches of the D-Day landings. You've all seen the film Saving Private Ryan. He got shot four times in the leg, once in the chest, and once through the middle finger. What do you think he was doing to the Germans after he'd been shot the first five times? Would <laughs> it's be my... the same thing I do to you. Every To think time. I gave you half a point and now you're giving me that charade. I'm giving you a whole point. Two, in oh, fact. Good <laughs> God. Mine got shot off. Nice. This is why we can't have cameras in the studio. Wow. He zigged apparently when he should have zagged. 
That was then. But this is now. It's our favourite part of the show. It's the mailbag. We love mailbag. We love reading out your comments and your letters from the week. This is genuinely our favourite part of the show. Most people correspond with us by going onto Facebook. If you search for more questions than answers with Adrian Lee on Facebook, you can write to us on there. And by the way, that site is packed full of all of the stories, the jokes, the cartoons, the banter. It's like one big mental happy family, all interested in the strange, the bizarre and paranormal. I would recommend you get on there. But Paul is on Facebook. He's written to me. Paul is based in California and he posted MQTA allows me no sleep. It's the best show <laughs> ever. Thank oh, you, Paul. Paul. Oh, that's great. Thank I'm guessing you. he's listening back to back and it's addictive. Mm, and before no. you know where you are, the birds are tweeting, the sun's coming up, milk bottles are clinking together and it's four o'clock in the morning. And he's loaded. He continues, I think you should branch <laughs> out and do a show dedicated to Rick Lagina's beard yes oh my yes. god when is it coming back does who anybody cares? know who cares i, I think care. after five seasons of coconut fiber and buttons we're done aren't we no they've drilled uh. more holes in there than a swiss cheese and not found anything swiss more cheese. than my dog has dug up in the front yard of my house that is are very not, true they're not looking for a bolt i've no idea what they're doing anymore. we don't know what i've lost doing. the will to live to be perfectly uh, honest yeah they found a now the last series so that was fun uh-huh. Paul, of course, is listening to us on SoundCloud. He's listening back to back. It's all free. If you go to soundcloud.com and search for MQTA Radio, you can find us on there. All of our shows over the last four years. And if you're listening now on SoundCloud, why not press the little orange love heart and show us how much you love the show? In fact, why don't you cut and paste the link to SoundCloud and post that all over your social media sites and spread the Share word. Us. Share. Share us. It's very 60s in here, isn't it? Yeah. So all to do is sharing peace and love and understanding. <laughs> this is where we are. But we're also available on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Armadillo, Gasbox, Brussels Sprouts, <laughs> everything. If you Google can't find play. us, you've only got yourself to blame. Blame you. I have to say, on Facebook, we have 6,200 followers on there. Yes. One of the things that made me laugh out loud this week oh God. was a cartoon. It showed C-3PO and R2-D2. Oh, yep. no, I and saw I, that. It said something along the lines of Welcome to Tennessee, something like that, was yep. it? And then <laughs> below it, R2-D2 and C-3PO have been turned into a still to be making <laughs> out It actually made me laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And I'm old and grizzled and miserable and mostly depressed. And, and gray. Uh, and gray. Yeah. So to make me laugh is a gift because you've seen everything, done everything at this age. And it takes a lot now to make you laugh. There was a time when Police Academy made you laugh. But you go back and look at it and you know better now. See where <laughs> we are. No, drink before you watch that. Yeah. I also want to say... That if you're listening to us on SoundCloud, we yeah. do an extra 20 to 25 yes. minutes of the show mm-hmm. in a round we call Not For Your Mother. Not For Your Mama. When we're searching <laughs> through the stories of the week to read for you week in, week out without pay because we love you yes. and your one loves you. happy family all mm-hmm. together sharing the knowledge, sharing the laughter. Sharing. We come across stories that we think to ourselves, well, that's a fun and interesting story, mm-hmm. but it contains a willy. It contains... Oh things to do with the physical arts it contains stuff that we can't read out things that have been digitized things that have been blurred on the television the stories from around the world that we would get taken off the air for bringing up stories that are laden with sprinkled with 
innuendo. Release. Splayed in an apoplectic, interesting moisture of. Lady business. Fancy. Ladies' business. Wow. Weenuses. Even I, I didn't know that was on there. You know what a weenus is? I may tune in myself and listen. Do you know what a weenus is? Do I know what a weenus is? Yes, it's the bit of skin on the end of your elbow. I've been looking at Michelle's. <laughs> it's a little bit dry. Yeah. You need to make your weenus a bit moist there. Yeah. <laughs> Touch it. Touch mine's, it. mine's very springy. Oh. We should be weenus brothers. We'll all get round the table. We'll all touch elbows like a seance and we can all be weenus brothers. No, your weenus is hard. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> what? Who says there isn't a god? It makes is me that very what happy. That is? Yes, I will put it away in a second, but it's warm in here. <laughs> so you get a flavour of what we can't do live on air. If you go to SoundCloud at the end of the show, we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of filth that we can't read out on air, and that is available on SoundCloud. D posted, I have to wonder about the point system. <laughs> I wonder too, D. It is a little suspect. How can someone have 30 points and more than Adrian, yet lose without points taken away? I'm perplexed. Yeah, that's me. You normally. (laughs) (laughs) We've been going for five years. There is no system. I don't know whether you've worked this out yet. We call ourselves a paranormal news quiz show, but it's very limited on the quiz aspect. But don't tell everyone. I think we're getting away with it. D is listening live, of course. You can go to the Dark Matter Digital Network at 10 p.m. Central Time every Friday night. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. Diana, our good friend in Minnesota, has Hello. written. Hi, Diana. Finally got to listen to a replay. Absolutely loved it. You all brighten up the long work week and for an hour make me forget about work. Aww. Yay! And you. life. There you and go. life. Aww, yeah. That's what she's written. I'm not making it up. Thank you, she's written. So that's very kind of you, Diana. Very we nice. appreciate that. Russell has added tonight if the game was to be called the Bell Bunk Snort and When Chad Laughs game, I would have to cancel Saturday. Oh, what you'd be done for. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of drinking. Yeah. P.S. Don't hold back on the snorts. We count on those. I try. I can do I it. I really do. Well, I can do it. They're not fake. I mean, they just no. evolve. They they develop. They evolve. I, I can't control it all the I time. I think the key is that I have to be funny. Miss mm, Morris, you've got your hand in the air. What would you like? Do you need to go to the toilet? Well, yeah, but <laughs> did you know that? I don't know if you're going to bring this up, but we went to the Renaissance <gasps> Festival. Yep. Oh, here oh, we go. That was a good time. That was a terrible day. It's an awful long, day. Long, Shocking day. Splendid story that I'm terrible sure Chad day. would love to elate to people at some point. <laughs> yes. But after the Renaissance Festival, as a team, we went to the world's largest candy store. This is in Jordan. It's a yes. massive yellow barn. It has the most candy in the whole oh, oh, We talk yeah. about it every year. Yes, we should be getting a discount. I think we so. We picked up a lot of naughtiness to try oh, God. in the future weeks that yes. Michelle is not privy to. Yeah. And she has <laughs> celebrated a birthday yes. this last Yes, <laughs> happy Monday. birthday, Michelle. Thank you. Yeah. Everyone who wished me happy birthday, we thank you so much. It coming means the world to me. <laughs> Enjoy your birthday bacon-flavored soda. Ooh. Damn you. <laughs> Do you remember the first show you ever did with us? Yes. Was series I'll never two. forget. Episode 70, was it? 70. 70. We force-fed you 
jelly beans that tasted of vomit and earwax, didn't we? Harry Potter oh, jelly bean roulette. Yes. I, I feel like you got a hazing to join MQTA <sighs> at that point. Just so you know, I still have a box upstairs oh, that God. we can break out at some time. Just saying. You go. two got like lemonade and blueberries and I got sausage, sausage and dirt. dirt. Earwax. I think we attract what comes to us psychically as well. Yeah, we put right. the intention out there. You've got right. sausage and dirt. It reminds you of a Friday night. And it did. It did remind me of most Friday nights. Connie has written, I have had a couple of bad weeks. MQTA has helped brighten up oh. my days. Been listening again to all of the shows on SoundCloud. Thank you for the laughter. Thank you, Connie. Thank I hope you, your Connie. weeks oh, hey, Connie. are getting better. Yeah. And I yes. hope things improve for you. Mm-hmm. Finally, John posted, just found MQTA. A month or so ago, I am loving it. And he's oh, written yay. that he was a former resident of RAF Mildenhall and Newmarket between 82 to 85. He was wow. a serviceman. So thank you for that. Nice. Thank John, you. we appreciate all of your posts. Please write to us. We will read them out. Write to us on Facebook. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. We'll look at all of your messages. We genuinely love receiving those out. And that is our favorite part of the show. Miss Morris, what would you like to add? Say hi to Martin. Martin, our good yes. friend in New York. Yes. I've not finished yet. Oh, I was going to oh. suggest. But I love him. I understand that. We are free. We'll always be free. We do this show because we love this show. But we do have overheads. We have to pay for studio time, equipment. We have to pay for all of the platforms yeah. we read out not more than a few minutes ago. Right. If you wish to donate a single dollar to the show. That's all it takes. If you leave this show with more than you arrive with, if we made you giggle, made you laugh, if we improved your week, no end. If we made you forget about work, you can donate a single dollar to the show for an episode. If you go to patreon.com, search for MQTA Radio, and you do get a lot for your money. You get extra episodes that have never been aired. You get to listen to the show first. I'm not going to go through everything, but you do get value for money on there. You get us. Yes. You get everything on there. Everything is there for you and once again if you wish to write to us all of tonight's stories all of the banter all of the cartoons all of the fun is on facebook more questions and answers with adrian lee and very lastly don't forget i have some books out if you go to amazon and search for adrian lee if you're interested in ghosts if you're interested in history the paranormal urban legends everything is there for you mysterious minnesota mysterious midwest how to be a christian psychic what the bible says about mediums healers and paranormal investigators and some of those chapters i've read for free on youtube if you go on youtube search for psychic christian adrian lee three of those chapters on healings crystals and meditation now as always it's become a convention i'll ring a bell Uh oh dr chad (gasps) peters our resident psychologist (laughs) will be reading tonight's bizarre strange random and fascinating facts civil play mr peters Kilts did not originate in Scotland. Men wore kilts in Egypt's Old Kingdom, on the island of Crete during the Minoan civilization, and in Persia during the 6th century BC. That is good news. I wore a kilt at the Ren Festival. I was going to say that. And at the Renaissance Festival. (laughs) I like it. And the answer, my friend, was blowing in the wind. Mm -hmm. Bagpipes as well were on the subject, I think, came from India. So nothing Scotland owns is their own, apparently. I saw your bagpipes. (laughs) I grabbed your sporin. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And a good time was had by all. (laughs) Wow. Michelle is on two. I've yet to score. Heather scored two and a half. And Chad is in a runaway lead because he scored five and apparently knows a lot about Star Trek 
and psychology as we enter the first round. There's a fine line, isn't Boy. there? There's a fine line. We enter the first round that is ghosts and hauntings. It's the stories from around the world. Spirits, ghosts, goodies. But we don't do orbs. No. Well, no orbs. sometimes. Ghost expert Xavier Hunter, 38, filmed himself exploring the world-famous Queen Mary, which is permanently docked in Long Beach, California, the US of A. Oh, boy. He picked the retired British ocean liner after several reports of otherworldly sightings and many suggestions that the vessel is haunted. Many suggestions. There's a paranormal Mar and Par team there every single That's weekend. Right. Every yep. single paranormal TV show has done it. And there's 20 books written about the ghost of the Queen Mary. But yeah. apparently, many have suggested that the vessel <laughs> is haunted. In bird. Video footage shows the moment he claims to have seen the apparition of a former passenger who was murdered. More Xavier than. says he feels the temperature drop. And a cold shiver runs down his spine mm-hmm. just moments before the reported sighting. But stranger still, another clip shows him entering another room where a bizarre screeching sound can be heard. It was Ooh. a rat. This is said to be the voice of a little girl singing a nursery rhyme. Oh, it was the investigator then reveals he has been alone in the engine room since 3am and the encounters have left him dizzy and nauseous. Speaking after the event, Xavier from Las Vegas, Nevada said, I was extremely shocked and excited to have captured something like this on camera. Bunk. I always thought if you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, you can take your first shot of the evening. Salute, skull, prost and cheers. As a paranormal investigator, this is the type of footage we dream of catching at haunted locations. Xavier has heard stories of two ghosts known as John and Harry, who both died in the engine room, and also a little girl named Jackie, who allegedly drowned in the second-class pool. I prefer Harry John. Do you? A Harry what? (laughs) Anything else you'd like to add? No, I just wanted to interrupt with that. He believes the singing voice in his video (laughs) to be Jackie's, and even claims he is one of the lucky few to make contact with the ghost. Lucky few. Every single paranormal team that goes into that boat every single weekend gets the little ghost of the girl in the swimming pool. We could do it. Yep. Shall I tell you what happens? I'm going to be a little bit negative. I will warn you. My Uh optimistic, happy-go-lucky, jovial self is being pushed to one side for Uh the benefit of... Of this story. Oh, yeah. This the is what the happens. British are so famous for. Yes, I know. We've always got an optimistic outlook. <laughs> and we're always yes. happy go lucky. Yes. <laughs> of course we are. We're not reserved. We're not retiring. It's all there. So, Ma and Pa go yeah. into the swimming pool with the Queen yeah. Mary. They see the little girl. Uh-huh. They say, you're here. You're trapped. You need to go towards the light, little girl. Yeah. Then they say, we'll cross you over. Oh, God. So, they spend half an hour convincing this little girl to go towards the light. And the little girl goes towards the light. And they say, we're fabulous. Look at us. They're crying. They're hugging one another. What a joyous moment. No ego involved, of course. They've crossed over. The little girl that's in the swimming pool of the Queen Mary. And next week, another Mar and Pa team comes along. And little Jackie's back again. And she's playing the sting game. And they cross her over again. And we're all fabulous. Because they're not negative. And we're all going to hug one another. 
The moments before hearing the little girl sing was actually one of the best experiences I've ever had as an investigator. I had been using my dowsing rods near the old nursery where some of the ship's staff had told me they heard small children playing and singing. Captured on the video, you can clearly hear several bangs and things moving about and creating noise, which you don't often get in the hull of a giant freighter. That's docked in a harbour. My camera also <laughs> malfunctioned several times while filming, and I felt goosebumps, and the hairs on my arms, neck, and back began to stand. I felt lightheaded and nauseous while I was on that part of the ship. We've investigated many ships, haven't we? We have. We've been on the SS Meteor. Yes. The last cargo freighter that's well-backed anywhere in the world, yes. moored up in Superior. Uh-huh. We've investigated the SS William Irving. Right. They are very noisy. Just the wire blowing in the wind on the deck that's holding up the masts makes a clanging sound that goes down through that ship. The smallest noise that's is reverberated right. in that giant yep. tuba of a ship. The mm-hmm. smallest, smallest noise. What they he failed to mention, they're all messing around with this make-believe little girl in the swimming pool that right. I don't believe drowned there for one moment. But in 1942, that Queen Mary liner was part of an escort going across the Atlantic in the Second World War. And during the Second World War, to avoid, as best as possible, U-boat attacks and being torpedoed, as the Queen Mary was in a straight line, the escort was zigzagging, which is the best thing to do. So they've not got any lights, no navigation. The Queen Mary actually cut in half a ship, and it was called HMS Curaco. And it cut it in half. 239 sailors died and drowned and they couldn't go back and get them in the water for fear of being torpedoed. And that was at the bow of the ship. So he's messing around with make-believe little kids in the nursery room. We're at the front of the ship. It cut another ship in half and 239 sailors drowned. That's where I'd be. This is where we are. Oh, that's just scary or it's just the Queen Mary. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. I should give myself tonight the first giant tugboat two points for myself. And we hand over to Miss Morris in the round of ghosts. Are you ready for a laugh? Am I ready for a laugh? Always. I was ready for a laugh 35 minutes ago. Yeah, me too. Where were you? Mm. Oh, no. You started talking and then it all went downhill. Miss Morris. (laughs) Oh, no. Has scored minus 10. What? (laughs) The good Lord giveth and the good Lord taketh away. Is that right? As HMS Funny splits your freighter in half. (laughs) Everybody settle down. I'll get them back. Simmer down now. Woman allegedly rips out victim's colostomy bag oh, no. and then hits him with an iron over an exorcism money. So, oh, nice. <laughs> colostomy bag out. <laughs> Household implement round the chops. That's right. Lovely. A Farmersville, California woman is facing charges after assaulting and trying to rob a man. Bertha Ociojo. I think oh boy. 56 showed up at the victim's home on Avenue 304 around 5 p.m. Thursday. She asked the man for 5,000 big ones to go to Mexico and have an exorcism. 
but became angry. We can do it in Minnesota for three. <laughs> yes. yes. It's a little right. colder, but... We accept... I'll throw in the iron. Nice. <laughs> I'll throw in a bag. <laughs> we accept PayPal. Yes. <laughs> if that helps at all. Does the bag need to be full or empty? What are we going with? I can find a carrier Ooh, bag. Ooh, your personality. I've got a bag, but it's got Walmart written on the side. <laughs> oh, I thought you said you have a bag that's warm on the side. It's toasty, snuggled next to my body. My mother should have got a colostomy bag, but she couldn't find she to match the bag so she oh, didn't do it oh adrian oh. edward anyway she wanted five thousand dollars to go to mexico and have an exorcism but became angry angry when the victim wouldn't hand over the money that's when osa joe pulled out the victim's colostomy bag and then tried to hit him with an iron I don't know what tried? kind of iron. Yeah, she tried. I think she might have missed. It's the Monopoly she murders. She might have missed after she pulled out that colostomy bag and it sprayed love everywhere. Oh! Sweet love. I want to I write know. a book called The Monopoly Murders. And each oh, murder, God. you've got the iron. Don't tell you've anyone. You've got the boot. Someone's run over by a car. It's called Someone Clue. thrown off and a, a ship. Dog. The dog. Yes, Rabies. Right. Yes. The shoe. Oh no, I've been killed by a top the hat. The candlestick. Nobody wanted to be the, the rope. shoe. I feel we're getting confused. Do you know it's Miss re- Scarlet with the rope on Chancery Lane? They retired several pieces of the Monopoly game. Did you know that? And yes. that if you find the old yes, Monopoly the f- games, they're actually worth money? Mm. Something to look for. I'm just saying. You always leave this show with more than you arrive with. The well, Monopoly murders. You heard it here first. No. And you go to, to jail and you're not collect $200. The colostomy murders. The electric <laughs> company has a chair. Oh. On the, on the I hated. I, I hated, like it. I, I hated like the it. electric company and the in waterworks because I had to do math. Someone's <laughs> tied to the railway tracks in the jail. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Loves it. Monopoly murders. Oh my god! Let's you combine guys. Clue and Monopoly and make oh, a whole new no. hybrid ball and game. Drinking. Somebody's- Somebody's and drinking, <laughs> hurrah! Somebody's you can have the community chest. Oh. <laughs> oh, I got the chest. So, <laughs> take a chance, take a look. <laughs> Chad, you've come second in a beauty contest. <laughs> <laughs> well, she even broke windows in the man's house, but fled before deputies arrived. They were able to track her down. And then arrested her for the schmear campaign. Canela! Oh. The one Canela. thing I guess that sticks out more than anything about this story that I'd like to touch upon is this is the round of ghost and hauntings. Exorcism. Yeah. Oh. Exorcism. That Touched got lost upon it. In, a, yeah. in a mile. <laughs> okay, I apologize. You're back to minus eight. Don't, don't worry, I have another one coming up. Iron Whoa. around the head or let's go to Mexico instead. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I love this show. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Terrified, Roxanne Pallet sensationally breaks down in tears and quit a Ouija board on Celebrity Ghost Hunt. Oh, God. It all got a bit too scary for the Celebrity Brig Brother star 35 who had to leave again. She got spooked Mm. by ghouls. In the episode which will be aired on Five Star later this month, the three of them have their fingers on the Ouija board with two ghost hunters at Chateau de Fogoret in France. I have my fingers up. Does yep. that help? Yes. Welcome to France. <laughs> <laughs> she gets up from her chair, turns around and walks out in tears. Roxanne says, I need to go. I need to go. Oh. Whatever. 
A Ouija board is used in a seance, a meeting to make contact with the dead via a medium. To answer questions from participants, it consists of letters, numbers and other signs around its edges to which a planchette, movable pointer or upturned glasses move. Uh. It also has three words on it, yes, no and Mexico. Mm. <laughs> Her appearance <laughs> on the show was filmed before Roxanne was forced to quit the celebrity Big Brother house after she accused Ryan, 34, of leaving her in pain when he punched her in the ribs during a play fight. Good for Ryan! Thank nice. you! Do it again! And faced a furious backlash. So nothing bad has happened after she did the Ouija board, apparently. Right. <laughs> no. Wow. If you wish to see the story for yourself, you can go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers, with Adrian Lee. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghost and Hauntings? Mm, terrifying footage has emerged of what some Google Maps users are claiming could be a ghost. The video is taken from Google Maps Street View of Martha Chapel Cemetery in Tejas and features a creepy-looking little girl hiding behind a tree with a cloaked figure in the background. Ooh, saw it. That was bonky. <gasps> if you are playing the Bell oh! Bunk and Snort drinking game, you can take your second drink of the evening, wherever mm-hmm. you are in the world. Video of the street view shows a sunny scene, but as the camera pans, gravestones can be seen among the pine trees. The camera stops panning and settles on a tree behind which lurks a strange figure. After zooming in, a little girl is seen peeking around the left side of the tree. She's gray-faced. The girl may or may not be simply playing in the woods, but her identity remains unknown. However, there appears to be a second figure lurking in the field behind the cemetery, a cloaked and slender figure. He's also bunk. (laughs) If you've recharged your glasses, you can go again, apparently. You got double bunk there. Yes. (laughs) Let's go for three. Shots for the price of one. The video has been viewed more than 10,000 times, and viewers believe they saw a supernatural being. Heather. Because <laughs> nobody's what ever is? messed with a Google Street Cam. <laughs> right. One viewer commented, the first looks like definitive proof of something. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Who knew that you could look at a photograph and see definitive? Uh, definitive. definitive. I hate definitive. Something. <laughs> There's something in that picture, I tell you. It's yeah, the there is. Another added, perhaps of a murder or simply could have died on an accident. Moida. <laughs> it was I, hope I hope it's an actual little girl and she finds out about this like next year and yeah. it's just like what the hell right. <laughs> either way it's poor soul is roaming this earth wow. yeah it's not mm. next <laughs> spooky girl behind a tree or you can't believe everything you see go to our facebook site Michelle is now up to a rather incredible I'm hiding behind a tree for. Mm-hmm. Heather, you have the last story tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings. What have you got for It's me? very good. Oh, Ooh, Christian Devol <gasps> reportedly pulled out his gun and fired two rounds after encountering a ghostly intruder in his home. Pew, 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 pew. pew. That's a gun, is he it? He shot a ghost? 
Yes, he yeah. did. How can you How kill something that's already dead? You tell me. And incorporeal. I didn't say he was smart. Did that say that anywhere? <laughs> I wonder if you could put your bullets in holy water and kind of. Yeah, you know, that's vampires, isn't it? Yeah. No, I thought that was werewolves. That's especially silver. Their silver. Yeah, There's a lot of people right. out there that are allergic to silver. I just want to put that out there. Can't wear any silver, but they're very hairy. I love they're silver. very hairy people. Send it to me. I'll give you my P.O. box. I love all silver. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're not a werewolf. No. Maybe a vampire, but I love silver. Mm. Anyway, the 25-year-old who claims to be a paranormal investigator because he's brilliant. Yep. I'm put, brilliant. <laughs> and you brilliant. claim to be a paranormal investigator. I don't care well. if you don't like my hair because I know it looks amazing. Yeah, each one. One to the <laughs> left and one to the right. <laughs> Your mustache is amazing. Amazing. Hang on, I'll, I'll put my shirt back on. Oh. Well, he put two bullet holes in the wall of his home back in July after firing an alleged intruder, which he claims was a ghost. Yep. Creepy. He later changed his story to claim that what he had actually fired at was actually a huge ghost. Oh, a huge ghost. A ginormous ghost. Oh. Is it like a marshmallow shape by any chance? Possibly a little bit singed. Nice. The incident mirrors a very similar series of events that occurred back in 2011 when DeVoe had called the cops, claiming that a ghostly intruder had suddenly appeared in his home again, or prior to, whatever you want to say. Police officers attending the scene, however, could find no evidence of a break-in, or a ghost for that matter, but you can't see them, so they wouldn't. They wouldn't have seen him. No. The police officers. Not even any ectoplasm dripping from any of the orifices. Furniture. Yes, that's right. Orify. now faces several charges, including illegal discharge of a firearm, misusing an emergency call, second degree reckless endangerment, and making a false statement to the police. What? Ghosts are real. As balls. Well, busting makes me feel good, right. so I know yeah. they're there. Yeah. Happens every time he gets a bad batch of math. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it remains unclear what, if anything, he actually saw during the two incidents. But he was firing at ghosts. It's almost like Ray Parker Jr. is in the room. <laughs> They've almost morphed into one person. Who you gonna call? <laughs> the psychiatric unit, buddy. We always find our way back. <laughs> Bullets in the wall, or I don't believe her at all. Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee at the rather long and hefty first round. That is Ghost and Hauntings. Michelle is on four. I'm also on four. Heather's managed to scrape her way to minus eight. And Chad is still in the lead, but only just Ooh. on five as we move into the round. That is UFOs and cryptozoology. What have you got for me tonight, Miss Morris, in the round of Green Men and Heavy Beasties? It's back to me. I'm so privileged. A video showing an unidentified animal moving through the water near the shoreline has emerged online. The footage, Ooh. which ha- was recorded by local resident Kevin Burton, Near North Pier, Tynemouth. Is that a Tynemouth? Is it Tynemouth? Tynemouth, yeah. Tynemouth, England. <laughs> earlier this summer, shows a strange eel-like creature in oh, a shallow tidal 
cool. Did you see the eels? Eels! Eels! They climb up inside you. Eels! They tickle all your insides. Eels! Eels! <laughs> Slippery little buggers. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. It's an outrage. It's an outrage. A Tell nice... me that's your English accent. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I here? A nice warm morning sitting in the north side. I At a start of North Pier in Tynemouth. Is he having a stroke? Does he need medical help? With my oh. morning coffee. <laughs> or tea. It should be tea, shouldn't it? There's a story in there trying to get out. On me way Oh, oh hell's sake. <laughs> wow. You sucked all the oxygen out of the room. Chad's gone blue. If you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, my advice would be to swig it out the bottle at this stage. <laughs> that was a cracker, wasn't it? Wow. Like being in a stable. Give the woman a carrot. That was a joy. She can't breathe. I'm on me wee. On me wee. To the side of the pier with the low tids. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> or should I say tide? I don't know how to say that. Anyway, I think I witnessed the first sighting of the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> outside of Scotland. Outside of Scotland. <laughs> outside of Loch Ness. <laughs> outside of Loch Ness. He's on vacation. <laughs> One popular suggestion is that an oarfish, a creature that has in itself been associated with the tales of sea serpents due to the extraordinary long length and distinctive snake-like appearance, appeared in wherever he was looking at, where was it, Tynemouth? Tynemouth. Yeah, that too. Others, however, are more skeptical, suggesting instead that this little more than just debris floating around. Little debris. More debris floating down the river. Yeah. Someone's laid some With cable. Me coffee. They flushed the toilet. Yeah. They've laid some cable. It's no. floating down the river. I saw oh. it. Suddenly it's the Loch Ness Monster on his holidays. I had tea. I've not been for three days. It had three humps. What? <laughs> Me humps, me humps, me lovely lady, lady lumps. lumps. Is that a giant ill? Or I feel ill. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Heather's now up to minus six as we run headfirst into the round that we call the Strange and the Bizarre. It's the stories from around the world that are too good not nice. to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. An unlucky beach girl was left writhing on the sand in agony. After his genitals were jabbed <gasps> by a stingray's barbed tail. Why? Oh, Why? For those. The unnamed holidaymaker was enjoying a sunny day in the tropical city of Sanya, South China, when the freak accident occurred on Saturday. Footage from the beach shows the tourist wincing in pain as a crowd, including police, gathers around to assess his injuries. Having just taken a dip in the sea, the man reportedly ran back onto the beach, crying in pain after the stingray's barbed tail found its way into his swimming shorts and hooked onto his genitals. How? The video shows him lying prone on the sand with a stingray, the exact type of which was not reported, nearby. A member of the Sanya Fire Service said he and his colleagues did not have the proper equipment to unhook the spiny towel. Gross. From the man's <gasps> private. Why was it there? Why did he put it in his pants? Did Why anyone did he... bring the stingray barb willy removal kit? Did no, die? We, we left it back at the station. Uh, yeah. God. Stingray stings. The poison on there is incredible. It leaves Does scarring. he get to keep this People swelling? have died. That Australian zoologist. 
Oh, Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin died on the back of this. Not Irwin. Not Erdin. Erdin. No, Irwin. Simon Erdin. I love Steve. He was a crocodile hunter. The fireman said, on the paramedic's advice, we cut off the barbs with our tools. The unfortunate tourist is said to have been able to stand immediately afterwards, but soon followed the paramedics to hospital for a checkup. I got a question. It's unclear whether the man was ever at risk of venom exposure while the ray is thought to have died Wait. on the beach. Aww. I got a question. Yes, Miss Morris. How did he get stuck there? He was swimming in the sea. They've got a long, wiry, flingy, springy tail. It shot up his leg, caught him in the twig and berries. He I, now wants something to take away the pain but keep the swelling. I You're think not supposed to try and ride those. You're I not think he tried getting frisky with a stingray. It sounds like it. Let me tell you that when I was a small boy, it was a summer's day, a beautiful, sunny, British summer. I was in the yard, running around in my shorts as a little boy. A bee flew up my shorts, <gasps> stung me on the berries. Oh. I ran in crying. My mum said, what do you want me to do? Well, there's nothing you can do, is there? Put some ice on it. You can pull out the barb. Yes, these things were attempted, but it was a very painful day for me. So I know these things can happen. It can take I don't believe it. Place. I Michelle, saw the picture. What have you got for me now in the round of the strange and the bizarre? It's strange how we were talking about this earlier. It's but here we go. A Connecticut woman mistook a stick of dynamite for a candle during a power <laughs> outage and suffered severe hand injuries, authorities said. What? This is a bit kind of wily e. Coyote, isn't yeah. it? Do you not think? This yeah, is yeah. hilarious. After <laughs> just, for her. Where's my hand? How am I going to operate my digital watch now? <laughs> Worst day ever. <gasps> After the power went out in a thunderstorm Thursday night, the woman recalled what she thought were candles left in the basement by the previous residents. A quarter stick of dynamite exploded in her hand. Wow. Leaving her at risk of losing one or more of her fingers and also causing severe injuries to her face. Oh. Mm. One of the windows of the house was blown out by the force of the blast around 9.30 p.m., Assistant Bridgeport Fire Chief Michael Calderoni says. The woman, a mother of two children, was taken to the hospital for treatment after her family called 911. No one else was injured. Firefighters located another explosive device in the home and called State Police Bomb Squad to remove it. Nearby homes were also searched for explosives as a precaution. Wow, explosive device or your hand doesn't look very nice. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. We now slide in all lewd up and slippery into the round that we call <laughs> Not For Your Mother. We've Great. shaved ourselves and we're wriggling around like eels in a bath full of jello. Oh, this is the round we cannot read out on air. That's nope. called Not For Your Mother. You've Not been warned your if your mother's of a nervous disposition. If you've got small minors in the room and by the way thank you for being tech savvy and coming to find us <laughs> i mm -hmm. thought you were gonna say thank you for being a midget yeah thank you for being a midget yep thanks we love all of our small listeners <laughs> i love them the tall ones i don't care for i love the small ones thank hey. you for tuning in if you've got malfans disease i'm not interested but if you're wow. a midget come to the front of the queue. love you mm -hmm. By the way, why not share on your social media sites that you're now listening to the sickest part of more questions and answers yes. with 
Adrian Lee. It's up there with every man's worst nightmare. <gasps> oh. Anything bad happening to his todger. Oh. oh. So spare a thought for one poor bloke in India. It's always India or China, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Who was up. left with a horn growing out of his manhood. What? Was he horny? A bizarre side effect from an operation down there. Yes, he's got the worst case of rhino <laughs> wiener I've ever seen. <laughs> Have you ever seen a worst case of Rhino Wiener? Wow. Thankfully, no. <laughs> He's been watching too much Uniporn. Oh. Love this show. The 60-year-old had undergone surgery to repair his urethra. Repair his horn. The tube <laughs> that you pee out of. After it became too narrow to work properly. I don't know much about resistance, but if the tube that you wee out of suddenly becomes too narrow, that comes out like a rifle, doesn't it? If the You're weeing over next door's garden fence at that point. If the tube you pee out of suddenly becomes a horn, you should probably tell someone. <laughs> I want to know more. <laughs> was it? Rhino wiener can creep up on you. Well, yes. you'll get all the information as, oh. we, as we stumble into this story. The 60-year-old has undergone surgery to repair it. Two months after the op, he noticed something odd was suddenly happening mm. and went back to see the doctors. That's the worst case of Loki Willy I've ever seen. Loki Willy? <laughs> Hold on. I've got Loki Willy. Ooh. I don't know what that means. But... You don't know what? That's Thor's brother. Oh, no, I know what that means. But do you know what? I saw the picture and it looked like a cabbage roll. <laughs> like a cabbage roll? Yep. A petrified cabbage roll. Well, it was scared. Scaled. <laughs> scaled. They've discovered a horn <laughs> growing from the head of his weenus. It's cabbage. Surgeons removed the horn, but one month later, the man's nightmare ordeal repeated itself when the horn grew back, reaching one inch in length, according to the British Journal. Ew. Case report. He is now charging jeeps in a Kenyan game reserve naked. Did you say charging? Yes. Like battery charging? He's or? charging jeeps in the oh, Serengeti plains with his willy. What's the <laughs> horn made of? It's a cutinous horn. Like the What's that? It's like your fingernails. Or it's, hair. Yeah, it's like the na- your nails on your hand. So it's not fleshy? No. It's a type of uh, keratin so that can appear. So you can paint it with nail polish? You could do. It's keratin, ultimately. I don't want to paint someone's p- penis with nail polish. <laughs> Chad, step forward, sir. <laughs> Drop your pants. Let's have a look at you. I like black. Oh. Always bet on black. Wow. <laughs> and this, ladies and gentlemen, is why <laughs> this round's called Not For Your Mother. Keratin is a protein that makes up the top layer of the skin, and when it overgrows, it can cause a cone or horn-like Lump. That's disgusting. Mm. They can Sorry. be caused by surgical trauma, like scar tissue, sexually transmitted infections, infected skin cells, a tight foreskin, or scarring. What a night Ew. that was! Yeah. Ew. <laughs> it is bothersome to the patients, sometimes greatly affecting their sexual life. More no f- his wife, I would suggest. Gross. Doctors treating the man said the condition, when affecting the penis, can cause serious problems. For a patient's sex life, doctors believe his recent surgery had caused the horn to grow. Gross. In this man's case, it caused a urethral stricture or narrowing of the tube. Thankfully, surgeons were able to remove the horn the second time around, and no lasting damage was caused to the man's penis. The second time? It's causing me scorn, 
or you've given me the horn. Ew! You decide. Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian, and everything will be there for you in glorious technique. Horny, baby. Oh, me so horny. Horny. Yeah, baby. Oh, behave. <laughs> you hairy like animal. Like animal. Yeah, baby. Good Very. Baby. Yeah. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round that we call Not For Your Mother? Oh, it's good times. A bearded pervert. Hang on a second. Why They're does the pervert... They're all bearded. I've got a beard. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. I don't understand that the first two words were bearded pervert. Why couldn't I it just be... I did that for you. Why couldn't it just be pervert? A pervert? Because. Beard. So you're yeah. saying anyone who's got a beard's a pervert? Yes. Usually. Wow. So Santa Claus, pervert. Yep. Yes. Jesus Christ, our saviour. Pervert. You don't yes. know if he had a beard. The Lord God Almighty. Oh, hold on, hold on. I Your got, mother. I got a theory. Okay. What? Nothing. <gasps> okay. So what did you say first? Santa Claus. Yes. You have to sit on his lap. Yeah. And he laughed. Tell me what you want, little girl. And you said what? Jesus next? Jump in, Michelle, and finish the story before we get removed. <laughs> All right. A bearded pervert. Hang on a second. Bearded sit. pervert. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you both? I've got a beard. Oh, God. Caught performing a sex act in front of a top shop dummy, admitted he's a got a bit of a thing for mannequins. Wait a second. He was performing it in front of a dummy? He's knocking one out in front of a mannequin in a shop that's selling clothes. Yeah, he's looking in the window I of the shop. I don't think the mannequin cares. Wow. I'm just saying. She the was, people she around was, him she did. She was consenting. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. Ocean Winters, 24, was spotted rubbing his crotch as he ogled the fashion display in the window. CCTV operator spotted what he was doing in Carmathurin, South Wales, and guided police to collar him nearby. The fact that his name's Ocean mm-hmm. and he's in South Wales is everything you need to know. Pretty much. Was his first name Billy? No, Ocean's his first name. <laughs> I thought it was Billy Ocean. Get so if Billy dreams. Ocean's agents are currently listening to us and his attorneys Get are out there, feel free. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. When the going gets tough, we go to Topshop and knock one out. Yep, that's right. I didn't say it, you did. Mm-hmm. A court heard he confessed. Okay, boys, I will admit it. I have a bit of a thing for mannequins. Mm. When I saw them, I started playing with myself. I could not help it. (laughs) He sounds Welsh. (laughs) What is the part that entices him? Is it the fact that they don't move? I suspect it's the fact that they can't say no. Oh, okay. Dean Pulling, prosecuting, (laughs) (laughs) yep, you're welcome, Wow. said Winters was seen rubbing his genitals over his trousers while peering through the window in the early hours of August the 3rd. Winters walked away from the shop but was noted to be still rubbing himself. On to the next one. He pled guilty to outraging public decency when he appeared at Swansea Crown Court. A judge heard Winters was had nine previous convictions for 21 offenses since he was a teenager, all for sexual offenses or breaching court orders related to his sexual offending. He's going to lose his job as principal of that school uh, in I Wales, think so. Isn't he? I think he's a priest. 
lovely. Mm. Winters had previously committed public sex acts on a coastal path, in a park, in front of neighbors, and in a caravan park. Mm. Do it all. Yeah, he was put (laughs) on an intensive sex offenders program requirement after breaching an earlier sexual harm prevention order. Wow. On a coastal path. Do you reckon he gets a copy of Coastal Paths Monthly and he pulls open the centre spread of the journey? A map. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a three-mile stretch between Burr Island and Bulbury Beach and he's sat there in a cubicle. Looking at the Looking mannequins. at the coastal path. It happens more often than you'd think based on our stories. What, being aroused by coastal paths? Yeah. Or mannequins. Yeah. That's the last mannequins. time I'm taking you out for a picking or to the mall. I mm. got one. You've got a mannequin. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> but he was still on the waiting list to begin the course when he was nicked for his shop window outrage. Yeah. After an earlier adjournment, the latest hearing was told a place for winters has now been found on a course starting later this week. Wow. Mm-hmm. I just imagine him outside the shop, pressing his sticky octopus yep. against the window. It's not an octopus. Do you know those little octopuses you threw against the window and they climbed down and were sticky? I got one. That's a what eel. he's pressing against top shop window. Someone's going to have to come along and clean that. I don't wow. want that job. Where's my mannequin? Or, no, no, don't come in. You decide. Oh, for <laughs> Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian E. Miss Morris. You have the last story. Of the night in the round I that do. we call not for your mother. <gasps> oh, I got to make sure it's a good one. Really? What would you like to hear about? What are my choices? You have two choices yeah. on okay. tonight's menu. Yes. You can either hear about a kindergarten who has pole dancing. Mm. Or... I like the sound of that already. Or okay. doctors that are baffled after a giant sex toy gets stuck inside a guy for 24 hours. Doctor sex toy. Okay. What do you say? The oracle has spoken. Let's plump for the sex toy. No kindergarten pole dancers. Well, there's always next week, isn't Uh, there? Leave them wanting more is always the advice I was given. Well, it's no secret that doctors witness some pretty weird things each day in their line of work. From women getting kinder eggs. See, I never knew what a kinder kinder. egg is. Kinder. kinder. Is it kinder? Yeah. Yes, kinder means children. I think kinder sounds nicer. Kinder. Yes. <laughs> kinder. Let's go to a kinder garden. Do you want to go to the kinder fuzzy. garden? Like All the plants warm, are soft and friendly. Like warm, fuzzy eggs inside your hands that feel soft and but sensual. There is a toy inside so them, though, I if you crack to, them open. I don't want to eat that one, though. Kind of Garden Cop. Great film. (laughs) (laughs) Why am I here? Well, anyway, Kinder Eggs, stuck in your vajayjays, two men pulling their toes off. What? They've seen it all. I haven't seen a story about men pulling their toes off, but now I'm going to search for one. But one group of doctors have just been faced with a bizarre task they've never had to deal with before. As a rather embarrassed 31-year-old man has admitted to the great metropolitan hospital in Italy with a 23-inch sex toy stuck inside himself. Who's got a tape measure? Hang on, I'll just put mine on the table. That's one inch shy of two foot, if that helps. Measure this. There you go, straight (laughs) up. You hold the angel closest. What is wrong with you? A two-footer. 
Yes, you've That's got it. That's a lot of sex toy. I've got two feet, but I don't use it as a rule. Okay. God, oh, what's okay. wrong with this you? This is what it is. Yes, take the paper. Yep. There you go, Michelle. All right. Line it up. Yep, there you go. I'm and no expert, but I'm guessing stuck. he's swallowing and feeling that. that must no, be... he's not. He's not. No, I'll get into it. He stuck it. it up his butt? That's a fire extinguisher. I'm going to help you. That's two Hold cans on. of Pringles. The un- <laughs> <laughs> Once you pop, you can't yep, stop. That's right. The unnamed man had been attempting to remove the toy for 24 hours. He had it rammed up his ham before <laughs> <laughs> seeking medical the assistance. Chocolate starfish. <laughs> Great. Right in the tea towel holder. <laughs> he told. He told. <laughs> right up the balloon knot. <laughs> He told doctors when he came in that he was suffering from a mild uh I bet he didn't cycle his bike in. No, he said it it was mialdo. (laughs) Abdominal pain. (laughs) Malta bene. Benefico. I don't know if that's a real word, but we'll go with it. I like it. It is a real word. Wasn't that the villain on uh, X-Men? Yes. Yeah. But had no other serious symptoms other than he had a little stomach crampage. Baffled doctors were forced to get creative and invent a new method to remove what was inside said person. Traditional removal tools such as polypectomy, snare, and biopsy forceps were tried by doctors, but all failed to retrieve the sex toy due to its smoothness <laughs> and size. So it wasn't a ribbed one. I'm so disappointed because it's not worth it if it's not ribbed. No corrugation. Studded. That's right. Klingons, uh, ribbed for your pleasure. But it's in his bum. He said that x-rays revealed a long and large size foreign body in his colon. Really? Well, like a German a or a Frenchman. foot <laughs> dong. I don't, I don't even know where to order those on Amazon. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be sticking out your you mailbox, can, is you it? You can check your temperature and tonsils <laughs> all at the same time. Like, where does it all go? I don't know. I'll show you later. Oh, oh, it's like a gummy worm. Oh. They threaded a piece of wire through a catheter to create a <gasps> sort of noose. To go around the head <laughs> of the python-typed aperture that was going up his rectimage. I didn't know you were fluent in Italian. <laughs> Did you know that guy? Or- there was a guy that shoved a lettuce up his bottom all the way. And when he bent over, Wait. the doctors just saw the tip of the iceberg. Oh, oh <laughs> I love this show. <laughs> This was, this thing, this noose was inserted into the man's body with a wire end wrapping around the sex toy and beginning to tighten around the head. Can you imagine this going around your head, Adrian? It's around your head. Tightening until the item was able to be pulled out like this. And the patient was discharged later that day. But then it went more than that. Wow. Italian 23 inch Wait, tall. I'm not done. Or bend over, I can barely see it at all. <laughs> Writing in the case study for the British 
medical Medical journal, journal. which is the pinnacle of all medical journals. It's always on my coffee table. (laughs) Yes. Dr. Lorenzo Dioscorivi or ill or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't give me the wind up. Revealed the team built a homemade device inserting an .035 non-hydrophonic guide wire doubled into a stent pusher catheter serving as an outer sheet in order to create a noose. With woofers. And we finally finally succeeded in the endoscopic extraction of the vice. We suggest that the new technique was a valid option to remove the large foreign bodies from the colon and rectum when standard endoscopic methods for foreign bodies extraction fail, like gerbils. <gasps> no, this is... Don't put a noose around a gerbil. Scale. It'll pull off their heads. Oh, poor gerbil. It'll be gross. That ain't right. Well, all good things come to an end, so let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter. And the dead battery is Miss Morris, who never got beyond... I don't believe you. ...minus eight. She's got a date with a stingray all the way in China, so we'll see you back here nice and early. I'm brilliant. Next week, all the way from Bangkok in third place. (laughs) I love this show. In third place is Chad. He's winning a box of very strange, odd-looking birthday candles and a cake that's got Mm. Acme written on the side. I thought you were going to say crayons. (laughs) (laughs) Like half-used crayons. Yes. He doesn't realize we're actually practicing art therapy. Show us on this drawing where Uncle Dave touched you, Chad. In second place <laughs> is myself. I've scored six <gasps> points tonight. I win a night on the Queen Mary with a book of nursery rhymes, but in our runaway first place, scoring seven Ooh, points, it's yeah! our birthday Suck girl, it! Michelle. She wins a $33,000 IR camera and a lesson in humility. <laughs> and she's also won a Ouija board and a celebrity TV show called Michelle's Wells. Mm. Where's Do Kevin? Not fear, listener. Cake. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. Or you can go to my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. We have a hundred thousand listeners on there don't forget right now this very moment you can go over to soundcloud go to soundcloud.com and search for mqta radio and we're doing an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in a round that we call not for your mother that we can't read out on air so we will see you over there very shortly you've been listening to more questions than answers the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world with your host adrian lee we are the very best in paranormal news radio entertainment the light before the darkness my gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to lorna hunter heather morris chaton drainer chad peters michelle corey and all at the international paranormal society at paranormal.net and all of the show sponsors including the lakes area paranormal interest group and mufon of minnesota it just remains for me to say thank you for listening and Interested.